0: Hello, listener. My name is David, and I am the host of the Geek Garage podcast. Before you go any further into your listening, I implore you to take two very simple actions. One, subscribe to the podcast. We are obviously on Pandora, as well as all the other major podcast applications out there. And two, go listen to one of our more recent episodes, preferably sooner rather than later. This episode was recorded a long time ago, and it kind of shows. A lot has changed since the recording, and we'd prefer it if your first impression of the Geek Garage podcast wasn't. These guys obviously have no clue what they're doing. Let me press pause and then never come back. All that said, I want to thank you for taking a chance on us and hitting the play button. Zach and I hope that you can pull at least a little enjoyment out of this episode and even more from our most recent selection of episodes. Have a great day, and as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Welcome to the Geek Garage Podcast. My name is David. I am your host, like always. Hasn't changed. Sorry. Andrew and Connor are once again dead. I killed them both. And uh, no, I'm just playing. They, they will return. In their stead is my two wonderful friends. And uh, if you are familiar with what we've done with two-player media, then you will know who my guests are, at least one of them. Uh, sorry, Brooke.
1: It's fine. You know, I'm the person in the corner. Well, Just
0: hey, uh, since since you might be a little less known, I'll introduce you first. Okay. Hi, yeah. Brooke. How's it going?
1: Hi, it's going good.
0: Brooke, uh, I know your last name, and I know how to spell it, but I don't know how to say it.
1: D-Olympio.
0: Okay. That's hmm. kind of what I had in my head, in my brainium cranium, but I wasn't sure. So I wanted to ask first. Yeah, so, it's cool. How the hell are you?
1: I'm pretty wonderful. I just got back from Japan yeah, for did. three weeks. That was, it was lit. It was. It was. It was Great. The food's awesome. The people are really nice. Um, the scenery, the nature, fucking beautiful. Bellissimo, as my people would say. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, to be completely honest.
0: Right on. Thanks. Is, is that is that Italian? Yes. That's what I thought. My other uh, co-host. Co-host guest. Guest co-host is... Uh, ghost? Ghost. <laughs> Mr. Dylan How Howdy, y'all. Hey, uh, I heard you had a really uh, interesting relationship with your dad. I did. Did, did you call him I several... I call my
2: dad all the time. He's my dad. Yeah? I gotta keep good relations with him. He's the fucking bomb.
0: I heard that one time... You went to college but books were hella expensive.
2: Oh yes, my dad rewrote all the books. <laughs> but but I still failed.
0: <laughs> sorry dad.
2: I am sorry. <laughs> my dad used to build jet planes in the backyard from trees that he felled himself. It's pretty fantastic.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so right now we are going to do our intro segment that we usually try and do, uh, called Nerdy News Updates.
2: Nerdy News update.
0: update! Update! Who wants to go first with the Nerdy News Update?
2: Nerdy News Update. Um, I saw the new teaser trailer for the Black Panther. Yeah, you did. I did.
0: I it was so it. great.
2: It was pretty cool. I was I was pretty entertained by the trailer. It was uh, had had my heart a pumpin'. No, not really. I mean, I do not you know don't get too emotional over over teaser trailers. But I was pretty impressed. Um, a lot of times you have the general public looking at comic book films, and uh, they see a character as the character is in uh, in representation through today's society. Uh, what I think is really interesting, though, is how it seems so far through this trailer that they're going to go pretty solid to the original Black Panther story when the comic books originally came out in, I think, the 60s? 70s?
0: Sounds about right. I really, I'm very, really not knowledgeable on uh, the timeline of uh, when comic books started. I know a lot of them start in the 60s and 70s.
2: I mean, the easiest way to think about it is that, I mean, he's called the Black Panther. That's obviously... A, a very energized term, um, mm. and it goes hand in hand with the Black Panther movement that was happening at the same time. Um, but it's it's really interesting to see how you know, like well how how do you have an African superhero? What what is he doing over there? We don't have any African superheroes you know, it like Shaka Zulu. You know, is one of the last times that you really hear about like a great African hero so far as, like, American schooling is concerned or anything like that. But, you know, it delves into the, the idiom that it's not a, where a person is from, that their worth is obtained, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I like it. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I also really like the dude who plays Black Panther.
0: He's a, he's a handsome fella. Hey, Brooke. Yeah. What's your uh, nerdy news update?
1: So E3 is going on right now. Or right now? Or has been going on, I think maybe not
0: I mean I know that it's it's e- either soonish or mm. uh, I know it's this month um, mm. so uh,
1: one thing I am for sure of though the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer it's I think it's like the official like orchestral trailer um, but it has been 12 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out which was I mean it's a solid game series you know. Us fans have been begging for Kingdom Hearts 3 for so long. And they've just been, you know, throwing us, like, like BS games, you know? Right. For, like, the phone and the DS, which I still eat up because I love the franchise. Mm-hmm. But the graphics are amazing. like I've, I've
0: seen a screenshot from it, and it looks pretty great.
1: It's it's mind-blowing. And they're going to have Tangled in it and a bunch of New Worlds. Um, I think there were... There's like rumors of Big Hero 6 being in it. Nice. Maybe Atlantis. I don't know if that one's been confirmed or not. Okay. But I'm excited for new worlds because Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 had a lot of the same. And then you know, in Kingdom Hearts 2, you kept you I think you like revisited each world twice. So it'll be cool to finally be able to do something different than just, like, Alice in Wonderland and Agrabah.
0: Right. Well, that's cool. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm also excited for myself because I might play this one. It seems Mm -hmm. like Lindsay would really like it because she enjoyed the uh, first one. Mm -hmm. And um, with updated graphics and um, more worlds and stuff, more stuff to choose from, that would be awesome. Looks real cool. Yeah, right on. Cool. Well, uh, my Nerdy News update is, <clears throat> it's not really an update because we've known that, it's a, regarding the Defenders series on Netflix. Uh, the Of course, it's Netflix's version of the Avengers, um, where we're going to have Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, and uh, Daredevil all together. And they're calling it the Defenders Whooping ass. Yeah, taking names and. Uh, but my update is like I was saying, isn't really an update. the The trailer has uh, been out for at least a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. And uh, but I'm just super excited because it is getting really close. I think it's maybe next month, July or August that it comes out. I think it's August. Uh, but I'm really excited, and everyone else should be too because. If you haven't seen any of the, the Netflix uh, iterations, the uh, Daredevil is a good place to start. Um, <clears throat> because I would say... I think everyone would say objectively that Daredevil is probably one of the best ones. Especially when it comes to the choreo- choreography and the, the fighting and everything. It's, it's pretty crazy.
2: I would agree. It's pretty thorough. Yeah. I'm excited for Defenders more so than I was for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like it's going yeah. to be a little more of... Uh, Um, Kind of a gateway for people who aren't fans of the comics to really get a feel for the Marvel world. Mm -hmm. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. does a pretty good job of introducing people with powers and that kind of thing, but nothing really lasts on that show, which is one reason why I didn't really watch it. Um, Characters come in and then die off real quickly. But I feel like with Defenders, there's a, a hope for, like you said, an Avengers kind of feel where the team only gets bigger and grows. Yeah, it definitely... Powers are discovered.
0: Yeah, uh, they... I mean, I haven't heard about them adding any more characters uh, to the the four existing characters, uh, but I'm sure they haven't ruled it out. Uh, And uh, there was something else that I was going to say. Oh, yeah, it... uh, I guess the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show takes place kind of in the same, quote-unquote, universe as... um, you know, the MCU. So apparently, you know, Netflix is, um, you know, their stuff, uh, takes place in the, kind of the, the MCU world too. But I mean, it's not part of the MCU obviously cause Netflix owns them. So yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I'm just excited for the show. Uh, cause seems like it's going to be awesome and I've <coughs> thoroughly enjoyed all four, uh, shows that we've gotten so far. Um, iron fist was, Meh. Nah, decent It was more like melodrama than anything, like he had to spend like three or four episodes convincing everyone that he was Danny Rand when he came back from Kun Lun. He was like, What do I have to do to convince you fuckers that I am Danny Rand? And he just had to punch his way through and then all of a sudden everyone was like, Well I guess he's Danny Rand then. Mm.
2: So all right, yeah. So saith his warned. mighty iron fist.
0: <laughs> that should uh, that should be his porn name also. Iron fist, and he should exclusively do one kind of porn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, you know, what I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. Hand jobs to other dudes.
2: All right. I was I was gonna say ex- extreme fisting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that took a, a different turn. Surprise twist. (laughs) Twist. What a twist! No, you don't
2: want a twist from Metal Fist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, should we get into our topic for today? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, All right. Well, for episode twelve, we're gonna be talking about music. Yay! For the first (laughs) time. I love you. So I was gonna do like Nickelback, but. Then it just failed.
2: I am so sad inside now. Yeah. I am so sad and broken.
0: We'll just cut all that out. Look at this graph. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look
0: at this graph. All right. Every every time I do, it makes me
1: laugh. (laughs) Is that who we're talking about today, Nickelback?
0: Yeah, we're just gonna spend an hour talking about Nickelback. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Uh. I feel like we really could.
0: We can
2: spend an hour trash-talking Nickelback.
0: We could. Uh, No. Uh, Episode 12 is going to be all about music. Uh, Specifically, alternative music of the 2000s. Aren't you guys excited? Yay! Yay! So excited. Yeah. So, we are kind of... We're gonna keep it a little loosey goosey. We're not. We're not too structured. We're just gonna kind of have like a, a general chit chat about alternative music of the two thousands. Um, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's like the music for millennials.
2: That'd be a good way to de- to describe it.
0: And it also feels kind of weird doing a music episode for a podcast called the Geek Garage. But in my opinion, like, music is so closely tied to. Uh, geek culture because it's still something that kind of unites us um, i mean
2: everybody listens to music
0: right uh, unless you're a freaking idiot or yeah. deaf i'm very sorry god god come get some dinner So, uh, I guess first up, uh, we're going to just kind of discuss some of the bands that helped shape the genre, uh, of alternative music in the 2000s. Dylan, what are some of the bands that, uh, that you personally admired or admire still, uh, that, um, you feel kind of gave, uh, gave the, the 2000s their, their shape?
2: Um, um. So, bands that I really liked when I was growing up, and, you know, if you judge me for it, then I'll fucking kill you. That's mm-hmm. totally cool. All right, fair enough. But, uh yeah, like bands for me, uh, Sum 41 was one of my favorite bands. Yes. I would literally plug in my GameCube with the video cord uh, and put on Resident Evil 4, and I'd put the audio cords from my Xbox in, and I would play Sum 41's Chuck CD. Okay. And I would just play I would play with no game audio just the soundtrack playing and it was really really intense to play a game with no audio cues or anything like that and of course I very much enjoyed the music um, you know because I was a punk
0: <laughs> some 41's good some mm-hmm.
2: 41 was good and um, they continued to be good
0: yeah I haven't I honestly I, I haven't listened to them since Chuck
2: you uh, don't have to it's the same.
0: <laughs> It's just literally the same same music with new lyrics.
2: Yeah, I mean virtually. Okay,
0: <laughs> right on.
2: You know, it's like Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park when they or what was the CD with the Gundam on it, where it was literally just a CD of remixes.
0: Oh yeah, they put that CD out. Uh, it it, was I think right it was called Hi- Reanimation. Yeah, right, and, after, hybrid theory, right after Hybrid Theory. And it was right after Hybrid Theory, and it was kind of weird to see a band do that. But um, then again, you know, they were kind of a a weird band that, you know, I I don't know what their genre was, like new metal? No, I mean,
2: I was going to say, you know, since we, we said it anyways, Linkin Park is probably, I mean, realistically, when you think about, like, back when they came out and you would go to a store, a music store, to buy that CD, you would go to the alternative rock section. Right. That's where you would find Linkin Park. Yeah. They are officially classified as alternative rock. Which is one of the reasons why we love alternative rock so much, because it's not one thing. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit more to it than just, uh, you know, like arena rock or hair metal. It's a very specific kind of thing. Yeah. The only broader term you could have is rock.
0: It's kind of like irony. It's really hard to define it, but you know it when you hear it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What else, what, what, are, what are some of the other bands that you really liked besides uh, Sum 41?
2: Uh, listened to a lot of Motion City Soundtrack.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they were fantastic for a long time, and I listened to them when I was young, and then I got away from the band and kind of re-found them later. Uh, I heard one of the newer singles. I was like, oh, I remember that, and I went back and listened to the, all the old stuff again and found myself in love with the band once again. Um, if you say that you didn't at some point in time or uh, I, I don't know exactly how to say this Fallout Boy if you say you don't like fallout boy and you've never liked fallout boy you're, you're a fucking liar you're a fucking liar because I mean, there is some fallout boy song that you know every fucking word to yeah i don't care if it's dance dance which is a horrible Wait, fucking song in my opinion i
0: love that song it, is Get it the fuck out is it possible to know every single word to one fallout boy song i don't know
2: because they change every time i mean that I'm is that, that is
0: kind of like the everyone's go to like if you try and make fun of fallout boy that's exactly what they go to is the fact that
2: you have no fucking idea what he's saying a lot of the time
0: yeah i mean it's just patrick stump's vocal style Mm -hmm. um and we have a little bit more to talk about uh with fallout boy because it's kind of one of the bands that the three of us um really enjoy they're like a they're like
2: a i don't know a if this were a book fallout boy would have its own chapter
0: Kind of, yeah. I feel like they would. I mean, they were a popular
2: enough band to... I feel like it's. it would be very safe to say that they were significant enough to warrant enough discussion. Um, I also yeah. really liked The Killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Killers were a great band. It's hard to say that they were alternative rock. When you would go and buy a CD from the store, you'd find it in the alt-rock section. But I think officially they started out as an indie rock band,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is definitely understandable their original sound was very indie rock and then as they grew and progressed they kind of expanded a little more indie rock is kind of uh hallmarked as having this acoustic kind of sound to it i guess you'd say a a non-studio sound Mm -hmm. but the killers is very studio now yeah um weezer Mm -hmm. they're they're old They're older
0: than the 2000s They're an oldie but a goodie on (laughs) this list Um, And there's a couple bands that we'll talk about Like Weezer Green Day uh, Green Day was uh, also kind of made the list for the three of us Because um, You know Both of those bands They were obviously around before the 2000s But they were still kind of on the rise And making great music in the 2000s So we, we kind of agreed that They should be on this list so, um a- anything else you got or uh that that's all I got off the top of my head.
2: Brooke, um, you want
0: to uh yeah. do you do you have a couple?
1: Would it be weird to say Evanescence?
0: No. Cuz Evanescence was definitely uh their first CD wh- when did it come out? It was like 2002, 2003 somewhere on there,
1: probably. Yeah. It, you know, that was like long time ago no
0: evanescence was my jam back in high Mm. school Um,
1: (laughs) bring me to life yeah still relevant
0: i know (laughs) especially in meme form. yeah (coughs) exactly which is is totally weird but not really in the meme world because memes like bring to life old stuff for whatever reason i don't understand like the the video memes uh if you want to call it that of the the shooting stars um <laughs> the memes were the, <laughs> those fucking got me like every single time and like i i was like this song is kind of catchy and so i google like the meme or whatever and trying to find out who who the band was and the band is called bag raiders and so i looked up like that song was on an album in like 2011 uh, so that's a solid six years ago, if you can't do math. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, why the fuck is this a meme now when this song came out like six years ago? Um, so, yeah, memes are, are weird. I don't know how we got on the topic of memes. <laughs> hey, did I mention that I have, have ADD? And I totally derailed your uh, your train of memes. Uh, of-
1: Trump everything memes over everything. Actually, let's
0: scratch the whole music episode and just talk about memes. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: what are some other bands?
1: Um, All American Rejects. Uh huh. Um, The Killers, like Dylan said. Yeah,
2: I loved All American Rejects.
1: Green Day. Um, I, my alternative music taste was a little later in the game, like more towards two 2000- thousand. Like 2007 to 2010, <laughs> I guess, um, with things like, um, let's see, Bring Me the Horizon, yeah. Escape the Fate, um, those, Brief Carolina. Yeah, like, those
0: Screamo bands, the electronic Alliance. Screamo, the mm-hmm. hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also <laughs> have some things to say about hardcore and Screamo bands because they have a hold a close place in my heart. It's mm-hmm. just... Nothing gets your aggression out like listening to hardcore music.
1: Especially when it's mixed with techno, so you can dance Party. and
0: <laughs> Party
1: be metal. sad at the same time, you and know? And just
0: take off all your clothes.
1: Party
2: <laughs> metal is my favorite genre.
0: Party metal? That's what I've always called it. It's, it which would be what Breathe Carolina
2: no, I would say Enter Shikari is a party metal band.
0: Uh, I thought you said they were uh un-genre-ble. Undefinable <laughs> genre
2: is what they are officially listed under, David. Okay, well that's Christ. my best, uh,
0: fuckface.
2: God, I know I have the word fuck written on my face, but you don't have to keep saying it. Alright, Red Dragon, fuckface. <laughs> you have to call me Nighthawk.
0: Well, you have to call me Fuckwolves. Was is it Dragon? Yes. Yes. Okay, I was just about to say Dragon or Dragon Lord or some shit. I've seen that movie enough to be able to know that, so I get an F for the day. As in Fuck you, David. You
2: geriatric fuck.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Last time I heard that I fell off my dinosaur. Ooh. No, that's a quote from the movie.
2: So David What are some of your favorite bands?
0: Dylan, I'm so glad you asked because I have like 13 of them. Let's hear them. Um, So the first couple are uh, in, in a specific order of like, these are the most important. And then after like the first three, then they're kind of like all categorized into, hey, these are a bunch of other bands that I really liked from alt rock of the 2000s so my number one favorite is blink 182 it's i mean also my favorite band of all time uh you're not alone
2: in that Mm -hmm. i mean not to say that blink 182 is my favorite band but i i know a lot of people who blink 182 is absolutely their favorite band
0: yeah uh they um and it's not just like oh i think blink 182 is like the best band of all time and, and i don't listen to any other music except that uh, they, I mean, it runs a little deeper than that. Like they're the band that made me want to pick up a guitar and learn guitar. Mm-hmm. Like they were, uh, they were basically the first rock bands, like, um, contemporary rock band that I was listening to. Like I grew up on a lot of classic rock. Like most of us do, you know, we listen to what our parents listen to up into a certain point where we start making our own musical choices of what we listen to. So, I was listening to, you know, Paul Simon and Bob Dylan and Zeppelin and the Beatles and stuff growing up and then Blink-182 was kind of the first like contemporary rock band that I got into. So, they kind of hold a, a a close place in my heart. Um, second on the list is New Found Glory. Uh also kind of hold a close place. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pretty awesome. They uh um uh, i don't know i i could go on for days about these two bands uh, but i won't to spare you guys and the audience um uh fallout boy is third because uh there uh, it is again yeah mm-hmm. um of course we've now talked about them more than anyone uh, i think
2: fallout boy is probably the most down talked band of all time
0: what do you mean down talked uh, i since like shit talk yeah like since the beginning
2: of time they have always had haters Uh, it's always been that way for them they just something about their sound i would
0: definitely agree that they they from day one it seems like they've they've caught some shit they kind Uh, of
2: established themselves as those weird kids who listen to alternative music you know this is the song this is the bands that they listen to and it was that kind of stigma that when fallout boy came out i didn't know that I was going to be one of those people that fit into that group mm-hmm. of people who listen to fallout boy. But then you have, you know, it's, it's kind of like Elvis Presley, uh, you know, it's like you either like him or you don't.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Wasn't it Pete Wentz that kind of mainstreamed the guy liner as well?
0: Yes. I, I have a feeling uh, at least for, for our generation, um, guy liner was definitely a thing, um, uh, beforehand. I mean, with, I don't know. Um, Robert Smith from The Cure. I'm pretty yeah. sure he rocked the guyliner. But we're talking um,
2: like the scene look, not the I tried to dress as a woman and passed out drunk <laughs> in, a, in a ditch. And I fucking loved The Cure. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But man, yeah. come on, it together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, so yeah, good point there. I, I remember the first time I even heard of Fallout Boy. It was my freshman year at college. They, uh, they were on their like music video station that they have where they just play like music videos um while you were like eating your lunch or whatever and i remember standing there with my tray like i didn't even like i had my food and i didn't want to go sit down because i was just like watching them play and i was like what like because they were like so energetic in their music videos and their early music videos i mean they were jumping around and being crazy and mm-hmm. stuff um so yeah um that's that's why they rank so high on my list is because of that but we have some other different Your
2: immediate attraction to yeah them I, I got you from...
0: i have a hard on for fob um but we also have some shit to talk about them later on yeah
2: fuck fallout
0: boy <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on a completely different note fuck them um Yellow Card is on my list. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm.
2: My Chemical Romance we should talk about more than we have. We mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because they're fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and fuck them for this week. Uh, this could have been my nerdy news update. They, uh, they kind of teased a, not a possible reunion, but I think, I can't remember if it was Gerard or
1: it was Gerard Was it okay mm-hmm. so
0: you know what I'm talking about yeah yep. he was like we i or we haven't ruled out the possibility of um of having a reunion and then everyone went nuts mm-hmm. like don't
1: fucking toy with our emotions well earlier this year for the anniversary anniversary of the black parade yeah they fucked
0: with people then yeah they um,
1: loved it they loved that
0: yeah um i haven't listened to that album the, the one where they re-released it and they did all the... everyone did all the covers. I listened to the 21 Pilots uh, mm-hmm. cover of... Um, what was it, Cancer? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't
2: mm-hmm. know what you're talking about, but I'm interested, and I'm also kind of appalled at the same time. Well, I mean,
0: they <laughs> when they re-released The Black Parade, they put out a bunch of new tracks, um, mm-hmm. and they also put out a maybe it came out before that i can't remember either way um they put out uh, a full it's kind of like a punk goes pop Mm. situation but uh, a bunch of contemporary bands like 21 pilots they did covers of my chem songs but it was the entire black parade album um and uh, like i said i only listened to a couple tracks and they were they were decent for the most part um but it just makes you want to turn on black parade Mm -hmm. the original and just be like okay fuck all this other noise
1: (coughs) i think that black parade has some of the most nostalgic impact Mm -hmm. because like when you hear it you know everybody that knows that song just like reverts back to whatever age that they listened to you know that song
0: i'm i'm getting fucking goosebumps right Right. now like um i i feel like every single person that ever listened to my chemical romance Um, especially during the the Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge Mm. and the Black Parade albums, every single fucking person that listened to that shit had some shit going down in their lives, Uh, whether it was a family member passing away or getting cancer or, like, dealing with uh, someone's suicide or just some crazy shit, because, I mean, we were basically all teenagers we were listening to that shit, so crazy shit was happening. Um, So I feel like when when we listen to those two albums um it kind of brings back mm-hmm. memories good and bad um so yeah we uh, they definitely deserve to be <clears throat> on this list of fantastic bands from that era absolutely um we mentioned green day of course and all american rejects uh we haven't mentioned afi yet i don't think oh uh, yeah um afi of course um being a fantastic band um they uh we kind of have them in our list as uh, bands that have uh, evolved as far as their sound goes, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, some other bands, you know, Motion City Soundtrack, Paramore, The Used, Simple Plan, The Ataris, Good Charlotte, Jimmy Eat World, Dashboard Confessional. Um, if uh, if you the audience can think of a band that you're so pissed that we left off, and you're totally gonna fucking stop listening to our podcast because we did. We want to Um, know. Yeah, we want to know. I want to fucking know! Um, (laughs) uh, So feel free to uh, leave us a comment um, on Facebook or email us or whatever you fucking want to do. And uh, we'll fight about it. Fist of cuffs.
2: You know. Yeah, catch me on those DMs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually uh, embarrassingly... No, not embarrassingly, because I'm a dad and I don't have time to catch up on today's lingo. I googled, or rather looked up in the Urban Dictionary, slide into her DMs, Mm. because it sounded dirty, but I was like, I could have sworn, I was like, it sounds like DMs is an abbreviation for, um, uh, for, what, uh, direct message? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and, but I wanted to make sure, and... Uh, so I looked it up and it was like sliding to her DMs is, uh, you know, a, kind of a slang term for, you know, trying to, you know. Get that pussy. Holla at your girl. Holla, holla at your girl. So she can holla at your boy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have my people call your people.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do the horizontal no pants dance.
2: <laughs> Not very good at that. I need classes.
0: <laughs> I'm very sorry, Brooke.
1: You know. <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time.
2: Yeah. It's difficult when you're dancing on your side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, should we uh, should we move on to, uh, to our next uh, talking point?
2: Yeah. Are we going to praise or shit talk?
0: Uh, what do you think we should do first? Should we... Uh, at work, at my work, we do this thing called One Bad and One Good. And we talk about one bad... Uh, and then followed up with one good, so we kind of leave on a on a good note. So let's shit talk first. All right, <laughs> um, uh, we we can talk about um, bands that have either sold out or evolved to the point where no one listens to them, or at least have a different audience. Um, so, where do you want to start with with that? Because we definitely have some bands in mind. Yeah. Fall Out Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 to be fair. We were like preteens to young teenagers and stuff when that first came out, mm-hmm. so now it only you, makes sense. You
2: were a young teenager.
1: Young adults youngin. included, but Brooke I feel- is
2: definitely the youngest of all of us by a, 10 a years? fair age gap. 10
1: <laughs> Not 10 years. Well, well
2: you're, ten, you're about 10 years younger than David, fair. about five years younger than me.
0: What, you're 21? Twenty. Twenty. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Eleven years.
2: What are you doing, drinking all that booze? <laughs> oh my God!
1: Get that fucking beer out of your hand! If she, they can't see it, it doesn't count.
0: Uh, she. I'm just. I'm just kidding. Police. <laughs>
1: there,
0: there's yeah, no beer wh- here.
2: Whatever. Police are listening. Yes. I'm sure. I man. have celiacs. I have a. a wheat gluten allergy i can't do beer i have a
0: thyroid condition well quit eating thyroids i just
2: can't (laughs) help it they're so tasty they're so juicy especially when you put some grapeseed oil on them and you just fry them up
0: Mm. 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 tasty all right let's some shit on some bands all right uh so uh let's let's go ahead and discuss fallout boys since it's kind of fresh on the brain since we spent like 15 minutes praising them so let's talk about uh, how um, with their newer stuff and especially their new single? Have you guys heard it? Their new single. No, I
2: kind of avoided it like the plague.
0: Yeah, you didn't. You're not missing much. That's they, what I heard. Um, uh, in, in their defense, to play devil's advocate for two seconds, um, they they came out with a statement a few days after they released it. Saying that it's not a 100% accurate representation of the rest of the music on their album. I was like, thank God, because this is garbage. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's. I mean, if you haven't heard it, you can go listen to it, make up your mind yourself. Uh, I myself am not a huge fan of it because uh, I love electronic music, but knowing where Fallout Boy has been and what they used to sound like. It's hugely disappointing to see them going in this direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I totally get that a band has to, or has to, quote unquote, or wants to evolve and change their sound because we all evolve as humans. And, you know, we, you know, what we listened to 10 or 15 years ago might not be what we listened to. Like everyone fucking listened to the Spice Girls. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm not jamming out to their stuff now. Thank Uh, God. (laughs) uh so but uh this
2: ace of bass
0: i still rock out to some ace of bass i do yeah i saw the sign i opened up my eyes and i saw the sign no one's gonna
2: drag you up to get into the life where you belong
0: yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, um what do you guys have to say about FOB and uh, their decision to kind of, uh, I mean they kind of started it when they came out of hiatus like they went on hiatus for a few years and then they kind of, they came back and uh, that's kind of where their their sound switch up came. I think
2: Folia Do was the last real Fallout Boy mm-hmm. album. I'll agree. Just to be totally real, after that album came out nothing was ever the same for them again. That was uh, after that album came out, Patrick Stump went off on his own and did a solo thing. Yeah which just Lost tanked.
0: like 5,000 pounds.
2: It was horrible. Yeah, it's because he, he found a lot of cocaine. <laughs> he lost his weight because he found some cocaine.
0: You know, that's I've heard that that's works. an effective way to uh, lose weight is it, just to take up a coke habit. All
2: I'll say is that cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what, um, that dude says from that skit.
2: Oh, yeah. The China <laughs> Murphy! <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so for me, Fall Out Boy had this kind of, this, this very distinct kind of sound to them that they started to get away from with the Infinity on High album. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of wrangled it back in with Folia Do, but Folia Do was still a little bit out there for fans. Um, and then after Folia Do. Pretty much, you know, as far as I could tell, you know, from what I was exposed to, um, all the fans of Fallout Boy were no longer fans of Fallout Boy mm-hmm. in a sense of being fans of the band that is currently putting out music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their fanship ended with Foley Adieu.
0: Oh, uh, I will 100% agree there. There are some uh, some diehard fans that will listen to them and I kind of fall into that category. Like, I'll most likely listen to their new album just to check it out because I can't not check out new Fall Out Boy um, regardless of the shit talking that we're doing now. But uh, Oh yeah, we I, still I, love Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I went to go see Fall Out Boy live. Um, it was I think it was about a year to a year and a half ago. And Wiz Khalifa opened up for it. That was pretty fucking <laughs> great. Because as soon as he came on, it's, they might as well yeah. just been pumping weed through the air filtration systems. Because every fucking person started lighting up in that arena. Goodness. Um, and uh, yeah, it was nuts. But um, <clears throat> what I was going to say is that at that show... I was, like, the tallest person there because everyone that is listening to the band now is, like, 10 and 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all people that listen to, like... When you um, went in like and Top gave Horton. them
2: your ticket, did they ask you if you were chaperoning?
0: <laughs> mind is fucking well have Been Be Like, I'm taking my sister. Sorry, sir, did you get ride. your chaperone
2: wristband? <laughs> it glows in the dark. That way the kids can find you if they get lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and just give me a 21 and up stamp so I can go buy a beer. They're like, yeah, you're going to need this. And I'm like, no, I'm here to see the band.
2: <laughs> I don't know these kids. Yeah. yeah,
0: they do still put on really great live shows. Uh, it's not as not like it was back in the the old uh well, small venue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that's a good excuse uh because I saw Newfound Glory uh a couple weeks ago and they are still nuts on stage. They they played for an hour and 45 minutes and they were nuts on stage the entire time.
2: Bionic implants.
0: Maybe, you <laughs> never know. Some bands can afford them. It's I the mean Newfound Glory
2: never really fucked their shit up, you know. Fallout Boy fell off. They lost their bionic implants money.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't see Newfound Glory playing uh, stadiums, and Fallout Boy is playing stadiums. But of course, you know. Whatever. But where does sure. that
1: money go if not to the bionic where implants? The sh- where does
0: the shit go?
2: That's a really good question. What does Fallout Boy spend their money on? I don't know. <clears throat> I Drugs? Think- I think Pete Wentz probably has a couple hits out on him, and he constantly has to pay the dudes off.
0: To not murder his ass? Yeah. yeah. What
1: did Pete Wentz do? Oh,
2: um, I don't
0: know.
1: What That's would Pete point. Wentz do? What
2: wouldn't Pete Wentz do? <laughs>
0: uh, I uh, When Fall Out Boy put out the album uh, Infinity on High, uh, and then they put out the, the live album after that, I bought that live album and it came with a bonus DVD, and of course, like a nerd, I watched it. Um, and it, it was basically just a bunch of, like, B-roll footage that they filmed while they were touring and stuff. And part of the coverage was when they were touring with Blink-182. And as a prank, Mark Hoppus, the bassist of Blink, uh, he stole... Um, pete wentz's bass guitar mm. like his really nice black the with and red one and wings on it yeah with with that fucking emblem on it
2: sam ash exclusive and, 399 dollars uh, <laughs> 99 really yes oh, nice uh, uh circa 2010
0: okay so it's probably not still available no
2: it's probably still there in the okay. same place
0: i saw it <laughs> i'm gonna google that um but uh as a practical joke he threw his bass into the fucking ocean um, while like they were playing it, it, I don't think it was Jones beach. It might've been somewhere similar where the, the stage is basically on the beach uh, or on the water. And uh, you're, you know, you're facing the ocean or the lake or whatever it is river. Um, and he was like, Hey Pete, I got your fucking base. Here you go. Go fish. And just fucking chucks it in the river. <laughs> um, so there's That's that beautiful. Yeah. It was That's pretty beautiful. Yeah. So, um, who else do we want to shit on? Do we want to sh- just spend some time shitting on Lincoln Park.
2: Yeah, Lincoln? we can shit on Lincoln Park a little bit. I uh, loved those guys when I was growing
0: up. Hybrid Theory was Sweet. the Bee's knees. Meteora. Hybrid Theory was great.
2: Meteora. Um, um,
0: even Minutes to Midnight was tolerable. Uh, minutes
2: to Midnight was where they started to lose their flavor. Uh, and agreed. Then Mike Shinoda quit. And did
0: he? M- M- Mike yeah.
1: Shinoda. <laughs>
0: Uh, was was he the? He was the rapper. But, but he's still in the band, isn't he?
2: You know, I don't know if he's in the band currently, but there was a point in time after Minutes to Midnight where he quit and he started a side project. Um, can't remember the name. Well,
0: I know. Um, back in the day, his side project was Fort Minor. Fort Minor. But yes. But they only had like one album, I think. Right. Um. So that that was like they put that out like either before or after Meteora. It was it was back in the day when they put that out. But that album was awesome.
2: It was after Minutes to Midnight okay. that the first Fort Minor CD came out.
0: Uh, I don't know if it was that late.
2: Because the first CD that they put out also had the first single that came out for them. The Where'd You Go, I Miss You So. Uh-huh. That came out 2007, seven, eight.
1: That was Linkin Park?
2: No, that was Fort Minor. Oh,
1: okay. Which was
2: m- m- Mike Shinoda's sideband. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how factual that is, but I-, I do believe he left the band for at least a while. Um, but for me, Linkin Park definitely went downhill after Minutes to Midnight. They lost the same sound that they used to have. Um, Chester, the lead singer, had a lot of health issues that came up that really inhibited his, uh, screaming, I guess uh-huh. you'll say, scream singing, screaming. Oh, okay. um,
0: do you think that's why he doesn't really do a whole lot of it anymore?
2: Oh, definitely. He, had, if if I recall correctly, he has the same back condition that my dad has, <laughs> um, but that makes his stage performance a little bit more difficult. And then he also had chronic stomach ulcers hmm. that were a real issue during the early cds and then really came back to hurt him after minutes to midnight um and that's old information i could be getting that cross uh, sure crossed up but i'm i'm pretty sure that's that's what the story played out to be uh he just wasn't feeling too great and i feel like the music kind of suffered for it which isn't his fault Mm -hmm. it's just that's the way things go you Mm -hmm. know if you're going to be a full-time musician, everything that you do has to go into your music. Yeah. And if you're not feeling 100%, your music's not going to be 100%.
0: Yeah. There still are um, like <coughs> hardcore Linkin Park fans that, that will still listen to them, but they uh, I feel like them, uh, they fall under the same category as Fall Out Boy, mm. uh, how we were just talking about how... Um, they have a different fan base now than they did when they were kind of like on the rise in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that listen to them now listen to like pop, uh, yeah, like top 40 to stuff. They're not to the same
2: band that we were listening to. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, well, this is kind of what spurred our whole interest in this conversation was like, kind of what is alternative music now? Because mm. it was these particular bands and, mm. you know, you could kind of put these bands together and say, okay, this is kind of what alternative rock is. And now it's not the same thing, because those old bands that are no longer alternative rock are still classified as alternative rock. Yeah. But they're all pop. <laughs> Bastards.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, Brooke, do you have any bands that you are enormously disappointed in because they changed up their sound or sold out or however you want to put it
1: um i i don't really know um That's i cool. i haven't really kept up with it very much like i said earlier green day but i don't know too much about them nowadays like i haven't really kept up with it yeah
0: they um i wouldn't say that they've changed their sound a whole lot they they really have um i mean They've got. What was that CD that was it? Was it Dookie that had um, Good Riddance on it?
2: I think so. Mm
0: -hmm. The they're still putting out albums like that where they most of it like eighty or ninety percent of the album is like stuff that you would never hear on the radio, like fast Mm -hmm. punk rock music, Mm -hmm. and then there's like one or two songs on there that.
1: That, that would get
0: that would get radio play um so yeah they're, they're kind of they're still like that where they're, they're they're still putting out good music um i definitely wouldn't say that they they have that sold out feel to them mm-hmm. but the, they are still putting out albums where they have a couple of like radio playable songs mm. so
2: i think for brooke it's really more that she's disappointed that they don't put out radio quality material at least in the sense that they did with American Idiot when uh-huh. we had what, six singles off one album, something mm-hmm. like that. I missed those days. And I can totally understand that. You know, it's I I remember when Green Day was in its heyday and yeah. they were definitely not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's come it's coming gone. Um and that that's a disappointment to see. You know, not that they sold out or anything like that, mm-hmm. but that they're no longer as much in the spotlight as they used to be. Uh, I, I I think a pretty fair amount of people have seen the video of Billy Joe Armstrong throwing a fit on stage when they told him he only had a minute left to play. Yeah, and he yeah. complained about Justin
0: Bieber getting, like, yeah, he's, he's, like, like he's like, I'm Bieber. not fucking Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And I love that about them. And you know, they're still the same people that they were, mm-hmm. you know, punk motherfuckers. Yeah. Billy Joe does not take anybody's fucking shit. Right. As soon as he starts freaking out, the bassist just turns around and starts smashing his <laughs> fucking bass. He doesn't say a goddamn word. He no. just does it. Yeah. Um. It, and that's fantastic. But I feel like pop culture is so. Frail. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a, I, fair word to use. I but. feel
1: like my other disappointment is the fact that alternative rock slash punk, you know, used to be like statement music. It was mm-hmm. like anti-establishment, anti this and that. And now it's just kind of fallen into the emo category. Like sure, we had emo music back in the day too. Don't get me wrong, but we we still had that strong like, you know, hardcore punk. Um, influence and like taste and Billy Joe as you know as one does he's older you know so it's harder I I shouldn't say harder for him to do things but Mm -hmm. it just seems like his activism quote unquote I guess is like it's very much pressured like I again I can't remember what the award show was but you know he was like fuck America and fuck the president was he really saying fuck America I, I don't remember, but it was along those lines. It, okay. it was, like, really shocking. I remember that because mm. it was all over social media for at least super a week. Super
2: shocking. I'm super shocked at it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so shocked.
0: Someone <laughs> slipped her <or> the shocker. <laughs> you know. Mm. Two in the pink, one in the snake. <laughs>
2: I'm not surprised at all, really, though billy joe is loud and crazy
0: yeah. yeah i mean he fondled himself live when i when i saw him mm-hmm. uh did were you at that show as well
2: i was not at that one okay. but i had friends at that one
0: yeah and they, so they told you all about oh, yeah. it like billy joe played with himself on mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's the thing mm-hmm. um let's see well we should on those two bands uh
2: what a- shiny toy guns
0: okay yeah i i really i barely remember shiny toy guns shiny toy guns had oh man well i guess
2: two cds something like that yeah. as far as i can remember because i stopped listening to them mm-hmm. their first cd uh, as far as me and my group of friends were concerned their first cd was fantastic it was really good there were a few songs on there that weren't that great and You know that's never really a great sign you know I can I can say that the their first CD was was great but the songs that I didn't like I really did not like their second CD came out and it was nothing but all the songs that I really did not like off the first album it's that's what it seemed like Um, so uh, I don't know that was just it's a sad situation to see a band that still got all of its original members Uh, you know they're working with the same studio that they have before They're just, uh, I don't know if it was that they got the chance to explore what they were really going for after their first CD and what they were really envisioning as a band was too weird. Uh, Or if maybe they just got a little bit weird when they went back in for CD2. But it was very, very disappointing to be such a fan of this new band and then to have this CD come out. I paid cash money for that CD. <laughs> That's
0: okay. Like, do you still buy CDs? This I, is totally. I actually topic.
2: do still buy CDs. I do too. Uh, I don't do it often because I'm poor, mm-hmm. but when I have I money you. to spend and there's a CD that I like, there's a band that I like. If I find a CD, I will buy that CD. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I usually end up having to buy all mine on Amazon because there's nowhere that carries CDs anymore. Like target sucks. All they carry is like, Pop and country stuff. And, and it's then, all shitty. Or yeah. like
2: Christian CDs or yeah. audiobooks. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, and then Best Buy. Uh, every time I oh go God, there. Oh my God, Best
2: Buy selection was terrible the last time we went.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just one small rack yeah. of front and back. Like the, It used that,
1: to be like shelves and shelves. Yeah, it, it used
0: to be like multiple rows, um, at which still wasn't great. But most of the time I could find what I was looking for. Um, I like
2: to go to McKay's to try to find stuff. Yeah, Um, I know that not everybody is familiar with McKay's because, but they fucking
0: should be. If you live in the Nashville area, you should get yourself acquainted with McKay's because one, it's a great place to buy stuff. Like if you're if you're a geek,
2: it is where you need to be.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of like places like the Great Escape and you know comic book shops and places where. Like if you're a fan of Media Play, if you can remember Media Play, where I mean it was a mecca for (laughs) multimedia nerds. You know, uh, I mean for God's sakes they carried like musical instruments and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know they had like it's based. That's what McKay's is, but some of it's new, most of it is used. What they Mm -hmm. carry, Um, and you go
2: in, you can trade your your shit in books uh, you can buy books cds vinyl tapes i funded my birthday a
0: couple years ago with uh, shit that i sold like i literally had zero dollars mm-hmm. to my name for my birthday and i was super depressed so i just rounded up all the shit that i didn't need anymore like books movies I, I don't think i brought any cds because i refused to sell any of my cds and uh i just sold it and walked out with like 120 bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like awesome.
2: I have an enormous collection of empty CD cases. <laughs> I just can't... I'm like a hoarder. I can't get rid of them. And I actually got rid of like over half of them recently. Like 200 CD cases that wow. I tossed. And uh, it, I don't know. I like... I'm gonna <laughs> be that way forever like people are with vinyl. They're like, oh, I love vinyl. It's oh, a yeah. clean sound. I don't give two flying fucks. I just love CDs because... You can break them. You can throw them like a frisbee. <laughs> I grew up with them. I can. They, bur- they
0: I, sound much better in your car than uh, oh yeah. than Spotify does. Oh like, yeah. I mean Spotify isn't bad by any means. I mean Spotify is totally uh, totally fine to listen to. But the if CD you better pop- than an auxiliary cord, yeah, hands uh, down. I mean, because there's no digital compression going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's a thing. Just a big fan of CDs. But yeah.
2: McKay's, if you get a chance, if you're a Nashvilleian or you live nearby, go there and give them a look for any of your geek needs, including music, which is really nice, which is kind of why we do this episode. There's because... totally a free
0: plug for mm-hmm. McKay's. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, like they need I have it. a
2: coupon in my pocket for a, well, it's a voucher from when yeah. I traded in last, for a $1.93. I guarantee you I could get like four CDs on a
0: $1.93. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like, Bach Who and in the Blowfish? And Yanni yeah. <laughs> and Enya.
2: It'll be CDs that I don't hey, want. Enya
1: is a classic. Enya will never go out of style. No? No. I, I don't know.
2: All right. So we've all said uh, a bad one. So let's talk about good ones. Yeah. Let's talk about good bands.
0: that uh, Bands that have kind of stayed true to their sound.
2: Bands that you never got tired of. You could say that as well. Okay. Brooke, do you want to start? She doesn't want to start.
1: Um,
0: you need a second to think.
1: I mean, I the Killers. Okay. You know, like even if, again, I don't know when the last time they released an album was, but I feel like their music is just something that can carry over through generations. Like everybody knows the lyrics to Mr. Brightside. And you know? speaking
0: of memes that are using old material, um, all the Mr. Brightside memes mm-hmm. that that you see, like. Uh, i mean that song is a fucking classic like Mm -hmm. i don't care who you are Mm -hmm. that that song when it comes on the radio you are obligated to turn it up to 11 and then rip the fucking knob off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's how i feel about that song but that was the only killers album that i really care for like i bought sam's town which is the album after um hot fuss Mm -hmm. and that was fine that uh it had a I forget which track I had on there that I really liked, but um, I really liked Hot Fuss um, a lot hot more. Hot Fuss is probably my favorite album. Was it Hot Fuss there. or Hot... No, hot, I was going to say, hot is Fuzz it Hot Fuss? Hot Fuss a movie. Hot <laughs> Fuzz was the Simon Pegg movie. Mm-hmm. My bad.
2: Um, I got... When, when Hot Fuss came out, I went to the record store to buy the CD and...
0: Like you uh, do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because back uh, when they were putting out their first album, Tower Records was still yeah, a thing.
2: Virgin Records Superstore mm-hmm. was still open in Times Square. Yeah, which it no longer exists, and Rest that in is peace. so sad. Rest in um, peace, right?
0: All, uh, let's let's take a moment of silence for for all record stores. All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I bought the kill switch engage as daylight dies cd at the virgin megastore in times square and then it didn't leave my cd player in my car for an entire year
0: wow Mm -hmm.
2: loved it it was great um so what were we talking about
0: uh brooke was talking about how she revered uh the killers
1: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so i went to the record store and i went to buy a copy of it and uh the one that i picked up was red i was like okay cool I didn't realize until, like, two years ago that I bought the extended special edition copy of it. Mm -hmm. It had, like, three extra songs on it. Glamorous Indie Rock and Roll is one of my favorite songs by them. Okay. And that's not on the Hot Fuss album, if you have the standard album. So, give that song a listen to.
0: I kind of have a a story where I was really aggravated in a similar situation uh, when... um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink182 mm-hmm. came out. Uh, I remember, uh, like, my cousins were visiting from New York. It's kind of a relevant slash irrelevant adage to the story. Um, but we, so we all had money and we all went to Walmart <laughs> to buy the CD and because uh, that's where you had to buy cds sometimes mm-hmm. um and there was two versions uh there was the one that came in the jewel case the the hard plastic case and then there was the version that came in uh the um, like soft folding yeah them. the mm-hmm. soft one that folds the one that's really nice uh that most bands are actually doing now i think mm-hmm. because it's um, cheaper is it cheaper <laughs> yeah. I, I i always was under the assumption that the plastic jewel case was a cheaper option
2: uh, I, I mean, I could be
0: wrong. Um, I
2: think because of our... Uh, this is totally off-topic, but because of how you have to get rid of plastic now,
0: it's just yeah, uh, than paper. Yeah, I, I, that, that might be true, and plus it's probably better for the environment to use. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. And you know that bands love to save the planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Number one priority. If you're in a band, you have to be willing to save the planet.
0: I'm, yeah? So,
2: I'm super serious. Yeah? So serious. Always.
0: So there's two versions of the CD... And uh, I was like, well, one's like this f- like flimsy paper version, and one's in the traditional jewel case. And my cousin was like, get the one in the jewel case. And I was like, why? And he was like, because um, it's most likely to not be broken, referring to the CD. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then it, it might have been like weeks later, I discovered that the reason why they There was two different versions is because they put out three versions of that, the, the nice folding one that had different extended tracks on them. And I totally fucked myself over and got just the regular plain Jane one uh, (laughs) with no bonus tracks. And I could have, I could have had like a very unique version of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Um, and I just fucked myself over because I was an idiot when I was, you know, eleven or twelve years old. I mean it happens. Yeah. Who is so cool story, right? Oh
1: yeah. Cool story, bro. <laughs> that
0: was, a, tell that it was again. a good one. That was a good one. I know. Um Save we'll be, that one for the kids too. Yeah. They'll, <laughs> they'll be like, Daddy, tell me a story when you fucked up royally.
2: Daddy, you're so cool.
0: Not nah. <laughs> 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 anyways, um, so, uh, Dylan, do you want to talk about a band that you feel has stayed true to their sound or is still pumping out great tunes? Um, So,
2: let's see. There, are, I mean, there are still a few bands out there that, that go strong. Um, yeah, there's
0: plenty out there.
2: That, you know, Justin Bieber has been around for forever. <laughs> so... You know, I mean, just, that's all we really need to talk about. I'm just saying to use about. that as a as a yardstick comparison to other bands. How long has Justin Bieber been around? Okay, so who's been around before and through the Justin Bieber-ing? <laughs> all right. So Thrice made it. Mm-hmm. Kind of mentioned that earlier in our pre-talk. Yeah. Was, uh, I didn't know how to thrices and you know whether or not they were alternative you rock. just
0: described thrice as a fucking awesome band yeah mm-hmm. thrice
2: is really fantastic and i think you know kind of what i've mentioned earlier is that officially you go to the store and they're in the alt rock section mm-hmm. you know that may not be entirely true for their sound but it is 100 percent true that they're you know i i'm not i'm not as up to date with them as i should be
0: you should their um, new album that they put out last year is amazing so
2: I know that they're still making music and that it, they're still adored by mm-hmm. fans, um, and that they haven't really lost fans along the way.
0: Yeah, they're they're basically basically the opposite of the bands that we just finished talking about. Um, sorry to cut you off. Oh no, it's okay. I mean it just you talking about this stuff. I mean,
2: it makes you excited.
0: Yeah, um, they they're the exact opposite. Like instead of losing fans and gaining new ones because they switched up their sound, they didn't necessarily, like, keep their same sound. I mean, they sh- they've changed a little bit, but they, s- like, haven't changed so much that they're a totally <coughs> different-sounding band now. Um, when I went to see Thrice last year, um, it was all dudes um, and chicks, uh, like, 30 years mm-hmm. older and over. Mm-hmm. Um, people that have been listening to them for, you know, 10, 10 15 years, years however long they've been a band... Um, because they haven't changed up their sound. So they really haven't, they're not one of those bands that, um, you know, keeps on pumping out music and picks up new fans along the way. I mean, they'll pick up like, you know, new fans, but they're not like, um, you know, they're not like fallout boy where they're, yeah. Dead. And they've
2: never been, a a, a mainstream band, no, I guess you'd say.
0: I, um, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've heard them on the radio.
2: Oh, Definitely. And I guarantee you, you know, three of those five times you've heard them on the radio was on a college station. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It was all
0: songs from the Artist in the Ambulance album.
2: See, for me, uh, the Alchemy Index was what solidified Thrice as a fantastic band because they put out a CD, or I guess I I should say a series of CDs, a four-CD collection, um, where they appeased their original fans with this, like, old-school, you know, kind of thrash punk sound that they mm-hmm. started out with with the fire cd yeah you know, everything was based on fire you know, so it's a very pumped up thing and then you have the water cd where it's a different sound everything that they did in the recording and everything mimics water yeah air and earth are the same way like the earth album is done on all acoustic instruments yeah and all, all wooden, wooden instruments room. yeah um it's fantastic and it gives you this like old kind of church musicy kind of feel mm-hmm. like this bluesy kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's this really truly um, artistic band reaching out and saying, hey, you know, this is what we play, but we also do this yeah really well. Uh, not like Fall Out Boy where they said, hey, we play this kind of music. Oh, you don't like that? Well, we're just going to appease you mm. and just you know, we're going to move in this one direction, and the direction is towards the money. Mm -hmm. Um, Thrice just wants to put out really good music. Oh, yeah. And if that's what your goal is, and that's all that you work for, then you're probably going to be successful.
0: Yeah, Thrice is definitely one of those bands that uh, I'm not sure if they've self-produced any of their albums. It wouldn't surprise me if they have, uh, but they're one of those bands that will never compromise their sounds for financial gain mm-hmm. um, I mean they will basically die before they do that
2: and they're very inventive when it comes to that like uh, certain sounds that they use um, there's a voice modulation in uh, one of the water songs and um, the way that they achieve that on stage instead of buying an expensive vocal pedal system uh, he literally pulls a CB radio out yeah, on the stage and, and puts just the sings mic in through that. front of the CB radio and then just turns the dials on the CB. Mm-hmm. And that is so cool. That yeah. is so fucking smart. So you know, I just really have mad respect for that band.
0: The first time uh, I saw them live, um, it was at Rocket Town,
2: mm.
0: and uh, they their latest release was um, the Alchemy Index. I, I think they actually just put out the Alchemy Index, the um, CDs three and four, mm-hmm. um, and, it was awesome because they they opened up with one of the songs off of uh Off of their new CD, and CD had been out for like ten days, and everyone knew the words already. And this was like pre like digital era, sort of. It it was in the MySpace era. You still had to
2: go out and buy a CD if you really wanted to hear it. Whenever right, Mm -hmm. so
0: for everyone in the audience to know the lyrics already, it was it was pretty amazing. But um, I remember when he pulled out that fucking CB radio. Um, and achieving that sound mm-hmm. from the album, everyone just went nuts, um, including me. Uh,
2: it's uh, digital C is the song. Yeah. Um, such such a, a cool, thoughtful. I don't know. I just I very much admire them. Yeah. Really good, strong musicians.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of tenacity there. Hmm. What do you think, Brooke? What's one of your favorite bands? Did we did we just do her? Did we? Mm. What did you say?
1: I said The Killers.
2: The Killers, that's right, okay. Mm-hmm. So how about you, David? Say... Oh,
0: well, fine.
1: What oh, well, do you gotta say? I Brooke. was just gonna bring up Panic at the disco. Yeah. But and we also didn't we have... talk
2: about Paramore.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah.
2: But what is, what is your favorite yeah. that you want to talk about?
0: Uh, well, I mean, Brooke just mentioned Panic. Uh, they've changed up their sound a little bit over the years, but... Uh, we were kind of talking about this before the show mm-hmm. um, the the death of a death of the of death shit. of a bachelor death of a bachelor album that they just released uh, i guess it was about a year ago mm-hmm. um, it's it's probably the closest to some of their original sounding stuff that uh,
2: is that the one that that has we've this heard. is gospel on it mm-hmm. no
0: oh it's not that's the album this is gospel
1: oh.
2: Oh, is is that? I haven't. I think up that's with the. I'm pretty sure that's
0: the the name of the. That's the the second to last album. That right, it was the one before. Yeah, uh, is that Death the one Bachelor. that's got
1: Emperor's New Clothes on it? I think so. Because that's like the tie-up to. Um, uh,
0: the Emperor's New group. I, I don't. Know.
2: <laughs> Kuzco's poison. Boys, boys poison for Kuzco. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, uh, Panic's great. Uh, they, you know, we were talking about seeing them live. Uh, before we started the podcast uh, They um, I mean well, I say they but it's really just Brendan Yuri and friends now uh, I mean his backing band is amazing uh, Like he actually Has a brass section Where he has people playing like horn And trumpet and stuff Hell yeah! Because he has a couple songs that have You know brass instruments in it so he has those fuckers up there, and um, you know he he the uh, Brendan he plays guitar, um, he plays piano, but of course he also has you know a backing guitarist and uh, bassist and drummer and stuff. Uh, but of of course none of those are original Panic at the Disco band members. It's mm-hmm. basically just Brendan Yuri and for s- some reason or another, he just decided to keep the keep the name Panic. Mm. Um it's what so, everybody knew. Yeah that's true Mm -hmm. um that was kind of with uh one of those um weird things with blink 182 when tom left the band you know i want to say quote unquote left he had his weird moment where he decided blink 182 wasn't a priority Mm -hmm. and uh they were like well fuck you tom we're gonna do it without you and a lot of people Mm -hmm. were upset that they were going uh Going on without him They were like You know If you're gonna bring in Matt Skiba From Alkaline Trio Which is another band We haven't mentioned Which we should have um, uh, When they brought him in They were like You should just Call your band Something else Um, But In my opinion That Especially with the music That they released On the California album They definitely Made a, a Good Choice sticking with the blink 182 title because because
2: otherwise uh, it would be a blink 182 ripoff band right
0: um i mean so you listen to california right i listen Mm -hmm.
2: to a a couple songs off of it Mm -hmm. but i haven't listened to the whole album
0: it's it's fantastic um the the overwhelming majority is that it's their best album that they put out in a long time of course they took a really long hiatus too and they came back with their Neighborhoods album, which was okay. Um, it um, obviously had way too much Angels and Airwaves influence in it, which mm-hmm. really upset me, because that's what I was kind of afraid of when they reformed the band. And I liked Angels and Airwaves just fine. Um, right.
2: And and I did as well, but they're not Blink-182. No. It's a different band. Yeah.
0: Um, so when, when I first found out that tom was not going to be a part of the band i had my reservations but for the most part i was optimistic uh because i was familiar with alkaline trio and obviously blink 182 and alkaline trio their runs as bands um kind of were parallel yeah they
2: parallel each other yeah
0: um so uh, so obviously they they were pretty close um so i wasn't very uh I wasn't worried um that it was i, I didn't think it was going to sound any worse than neighborhoods so when they put out fucking california um and that's the name of the, the cd is fucking california or else it should be um i uh, i was just blown away because the entire cd is just um it it's such a callback to a lot of their early stuff like enema of the state and um even dude ranch. Mm -hmm. Um, but especially enema, the state and take off your pants and jacket. Like they just, uh, embraced a lot of their early punk rock roots. Mm. Um, so I'd say that, you know, that's one of my, one of my bands. They, I mean, of course they haven't stayed true to their sound over their years. They've, you know, changed it up a little bit. Like I said, especially with that neighborhoods album. Um, I'd say, uh, I mean, we, uh, we kind of, the three of us talked about muse, how they've, Mm -hmm. um, Pretty much stayed true to their sounds. Um,
2: It's hard to deviate from your sound when you're kind of undefined.
0: Yeah, Muse is is definitely undefined. They're
2: very strange. They had originally they had this kind of like spaghetti Western feel to their music Mm. that was yeah like it was just strange, like uh, Knights of Sidonia. like, <laughs> su- such good music, um, you know, and then they had, like, a kind of contemporary pop single with Starlight, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, that's older stuff, but all of their newer stuff is still in that same vein. Yeah. Um, you hear it, and you're not questioning what band it is. You're like, oh, is this new Muse? Right. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I love those bands where, like, you hear just, like, a two or three second clip, and you're like, oh, this is, this is a fucking Muse! Mm-hmm. Um so yeah um for uh one of my favorites is probably Newfound Glory. Um I talked briefly about them at the very beginning but they uh um their sounds, uh, for the most part has hasn't really changed that much which is uh and they've they've made it work in their favor. They um they've made it abundantly clear that They have no intention of going anywhere, have no intention of breaking up, have no intention of unfortunately losing any of their fans to their sounds going different. Like they are, uh, when bands say, oh, it's only natural and it's um, a necessary evil or whatever to change your sound over time, Newfound Glory is two middle fingers to those bands that say you have to change your sound because newfound glory really hasn't changed their sound that much over the years. And, uh, they still have all of their fans. Like when I went to their live show a couple weeks ago, uh, it was nuts. Like I thought it was going to die because, um, cause it was packed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was at the exit in and it was sold out. So <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's my favorite from, you know, bands that have stayed true
2: how about Say Anything
0: uh you know Say Anything is one of those bands that
2: do they really fit into the alternative rock yeah oh yeah I would
0: say so um they have scared me because I feel like I missed the boat with them like Say Anything has really intensely devout fans yes and and I
2: would agree with that I, I love Say Anything but not as much as my sister loves Say Anything right you know and um that's only because kind of what you said i missed the boat i haven't been as fan i haven't been a fan for as long as she has
0: and and they have a lot of albums out with uh, and each of their albums seems to have They're a lot pretty of music. substantial They're yeah long. so it seems like it's almost like it's scared you from from trying to become a fan because it's, it's a just, big undertaking yeah to get that all yeah you're like okay uh uh, I'm going to take my vacation this week. And for my entire vacation, I'm just going to listen to say anything music. It seems like that's your only option for getting into saying, say Anything. Now, I
2: am a really big fan of the band. And uh, as a musician myself, they very much influence how I write my music. Like I really, I can love see that the way that Max Bemis um, writes lyrically, things don't have to rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's intentional that they don't rhyme or sometimes it's intentional that it's words that don't rhyme that you pronounce them in ways that they do rhyme just because it sounds weird. Yeah. I
0: spent hours it. in front of the mirror making my hair elegantly disheveled. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. Um, like, just the, the way that he talks, uh, like uh, when I was
2: spat onto the earth in a stream of guts by Mother Nature, that green eyed slut. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's just, he's, he's really funny, but um, if you want to try to get in to say anything, listen to their self-titled album, okay. Say Anything. That is, That was one of those life-changing albums for me that when I heard it, it spoke to me and that kind of thing. Um, but that's my favorite CD by them. And uh, once you hear that, you got a pretty good introduction to it because it's, it's kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but it's nice, it's controlled and it's thoughtful. Um, but Say Anything is one of those bands that is, you know, they're still, I, I'm pretty sure they're still going. Yeah, I, I I think they are. My sister oh. slapped Max Bemis on the ass once. Nice. So she's got superpowers now.
0: Uh, I think they were just recently in town this week because I Damn. saw some live pictures pop up on my Facebook feed. So I think uh, they're definitely still out there making music and touring and stuff. <coughs> um, Brooke, do you want to talk about hardcore music and screamo? We can. Yeah. Since that's that's your jam.
1: Yeah. Um, where to start, I guess. Uh,
0: did you, uh, since, did you ever listen to Under Oath? I
1: did not. No? Okay. Mm.
0: They, I feel like Under Oath is kind of like the 2000s screamo band, mm-hmm. um, that everyone listened to. Oh, well, apparently not everyone. <laughs> um, but I, I went to a lot of Under Oath shows, um, and, and they were... <coughs> like i said it seems like they were kind of one of the more popular uh bands and since they kind of they've had several members come in and out over the years and they've changed up their sound a little bit so uh they're not as relevant as they were um back in the 2000s but to me they were they were like one of the first hardcore bands slash screamo bands that i listened to um I felt like it was a good introductory <laughs> band for that genre because um, it wasn't all uh, it wasn't all screaming. It was you know screaming and clean vocals melodic mm-hmm. hardcore. Yeah, um, that's a good word for it. it. It wasn't just like just crazy breakdown heavy. You know, mm-hmm. like
2: um, you can't understand what the music is about. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's so intense. Yeah,
0: um, I, I never really dug that genre of of hardcore. Like I know that there's different genres of hardcore, mm-hmm. but um I never really dug the the stuff where there's absolutely no clean vocals. That's, yeah, that's I mean, kind of
2: more singing than screaming.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my sweet spot is when you can hit, hit like a like a, a 50-50 or maybe a 60-40 range with clean vocals and screaming. Mm-hmm. Um the that's that's kind of my favorite. But what what are some of your favorite hardcore bands or screamo bands? Um,
1: back in the day it was like black veil brides which makes me want to cry but everybody starts somewhere um what
0: why is it black veil brides
1: because knives and pins <laughs> was the only good black veil Brides song okay that was and andy six as far as i understand it was kind of an asshole and he was a little bit of a pedo but those could have just been rumors okay um i've i've just heard a lot of that um there was Bring Me the Horizon," mm-hmm. which I loved, like even though it was a little more screaming than what I'm normally like, you know, used to listening to. Yeah, it was still something that I just listened to all the time. they're
0: They're amazing live. Like I've mm-hmm. never sat down and listened to Bring Me the Horizon, but they open up for a day to Remember, which is probably my favorite hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And uh, they opened for them a couple years ago here in Nashville. And so that was the first time I ever saw them live. First time I ever listened to them, and they had me rolling uh, when they they orchestrated a, a wall of death, mm-hmm. um, where they you know they split the crowd. For those of you who don't know what the wall of death is, you split the the crowd uh, in half, um, a left and right side, and then you know when you hit the breakdown, they. You just charge at each other. Red
2: rover, red rover, send everyone over. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck
0: everyone over.
2: Um, It's like when two armies clash on a battlefield. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Except Um, you're dancing, not fighting.
0: Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But what had me rolling was uh, instead of saying, like, go! Or, you know, some other, you know, typical word that would, uh, (coughs) you know. A signal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. some sort of signal to be like, hey, do the thing. He said, "Rip someone's dick off!" <laughs> <laughs> and like, I couldn't even jam out to the music for a solid five minutes because I was just beat red, too busy laughing my ass off. Because I mean, they're from they're from Britain, aren't they? Uh, they're from the UK somewhere. Like, because uh, he had not... some sort of accent. Mm. And uh, are they Australian? Maybe
2: I it, don't know. It, Hands like houses is Australian. They're fantastic. Yeah. You heard of them
0: uh i have heard of them i haven't uh i think they're playing warp tour this year hmm.
2: they are actually um and they opened for inner shikari uh, okay. last time that i saw them um totally cut you off didn't know it's okay that
0: it's okay i mean um, i was just rambling anyways so
2: I, I had a similar kind of experience though when i went to uh warp tour i took my youngest sister who was turning 16 uh next month mm-hmm. so this was maybe two years ago um and, uh, the deal was, you know, I was a little old for Warp Tour at this point in time because, you know, I kind of... You're never you, too old for Warped well, Tour, uh, as, right? As right, long as
0: the bands that are playing are... So,
2: you know, a lot of the bands that were playing, I was unfamiliar with at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I go and my favorite band is Enter Shikari and they were playing and it was the, uh, you know, it wasn't the first time that I was going to see them. Or was it?
0: <laughs> or was it? Yeah,
2: it was. It was the first time I saw them. Um... But it, it was absolutely fantastic, and that's all I wanted to see. So I told my sister Katie, I was like, "Hey, listen, I'm going to take you to Warp Tour. We're going to be there all day until you tell me you're you want to leave. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I ask is that at this certain block of time is the Inner Shikari show. We're going to that. She's like, "All right, cool. So of course, I walked with her all day seeing these bands that I'd never heard of, like Bring Me the Horizon. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. Yeah, Crown the Empire. They were fantastic. And those guys, uh, I mean, they, they had a pretty good time on stage, too, uh, of Mice and Men. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. Their show was off the fucking wall. Yeah. Um,
0: I've heard they're pretty good live. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen them live. but
2: That's, I think, the appeal, <clears throat> one of the big appeals of hardcore music is the live show. Oh, yeah. Because that, in and of itself, is a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. You don't have to... Fight each other. Right. You can totally just chill and have a good time. But if you're, you know, if you really needed those boxing lessons that you never got six years ago, and you've been working on that geek rage for years, and, uh, you know, you see a guy who's a little bit too buff looking and reminds you of Jeremy Crotchley who used to beat you up in, in school uh Crouchley wasn't his real last name that's what he called that's what everybody called him because he would stomp on your nuts oh he's oh. <laughs> a fictitious character i'm just you know, rolling cool uh, yeah so you know you see that guy and you really want to beat his ass well if you're at a hardcore concert you can go beat his motherfucking ass yeah you go beat his motherfucking ass <laughs> and everybody will clap and fight with you mm. Mm. i mean you're going to get beat up too everybody is going to get beat up
0: have you have you guys ever listened to dance gavin dance Yes. Didn't, I haven't really gotten into their older stuff. I've mainly been listening to their newer stuff, which is great. And they're playing Warp Tour this year, so I'm pretty excited to see them. So yeah, uh, the, so those are those are some bands. Um, we mentioned A Day to Remember briefly. Uh, they're amazing.
2: I think there are a few bands that we could talk too much about that were kind of like willingly dodging just so that we don't spend an enormous right. amount of time on them, yeah.
0: And a day to remember. Is, I think we could is, probably
2: all talk about a day to remember for a while. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they've they've kind of recently they've had um, a few albums. Like it's like every other album, to me is is not as strong as the one before it. Like um, their their first couple albums were great. Um, Homesick, I think, is kind of like the fan favorite. Uh, it, it seems like it has the best songs on it um and then they followed that up with uh what was it It had the song second sucks which was pretty much it was one of the very few songs that i liked on it so it wasn't as strong as homesick but then they put out common courtesy a few years ago and that cd was fucking awesome Mm -hmm. uh and then the new cd that just came out back i think it was this fall um is okay um i mean it's it's pretty good but it, i didn't like it as much as common courtesy so it kind of seems like they're maybe i mean, i wouldn't say having like off years where, they're plateauing um mm-hmm. but you know that's just maybe that's just my like hey i like these songs better than these songs um so you're getting just, picky with your age maybe
1: Sometimes albums are growers and not showers. You know, you gotta listen to them a couple times.
0: That is true because um, the album with Second Sucks on it, I really didn't like it when I first listened to it, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I want to say I have revisited it maybe like nine months to a year later, and I was like, you know what, maybe it'll grow on me, and it did. But yeah, um, what are uh, what are some other hardcore screamo bands that we could talk about?
1: Breathe Carolina.
0: Yeah carolina they're
2: like an electro pop hardcore band
1: mm-hmm. i i miss them i i kind of do are they, kinda...
0: are they not around anymore
1: um as i don't really know i haven't heard of them releasing any new stuff um
0: i think they put out an, a single fairly recently they their last album was uh <laughs> sorry I, I i'm looking them up on spotify right now and their latest release, it looks like a, a single, um, mm-hmm. and it's Rhythm is a Dancer. <laughs> Rhythm is a Dancer. Oh and my I'm god. Re- I really want to play this right now. I mean, I don't want to get sued for, uh, you know, playing unauthorized music. Um, but it seems like, it, I'm really hoping it's a cover Rhythm
2: that. is a Dancer by Breathe Carolina. You um, guys should go uh, give it a
0: listen. But yeah, they're... Uh, the, the latest album it came out
1: 2014
0: oh no um so uh, they definitely have kind of been a wall for a little while apparently uh, maybe they're trying to come back with this rhythm as a dancer <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're just testing the waters yeah
0: i be mean, like is it safe to come back i mean it's it's pretty popular for bands to do that because you know they have kids they get married and stuff mm-hmm. and um but a lot of these bands, they like take their families on the road with them. Like New Found Glory, they most of them are married, and I want to say most of them have kids. Uh,
2: they each have their own bus.
0: Yeah, um, so they bring their families along with them. Um, <coughs> Chad, the the guitarist for New Found Glory, he's married to Haley Williams from Paramore. Really? Did you, did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they. Uh, that's why he. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's why he ended up moving to Nashville. Hmm. Is that um, they got married. And so now they have a house here in Franklin. Um, I'm not sure where. That's probably a good idea because I'd probably stalk him. and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I really like the music that you put out. And your wife's okay, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's nice. She's a nice lady. I it, like her ha- face. Have you met her? No.
0: I-, I wasn't sure if you were speaking from experience or not. No. I'm sure she's super <laughs> she, nice. I mean,
2: she, in passing, she's nice at least.
1: Mm-hmm in
0: passing
2: yeah i mean i met her very briefly at a show cool they weren't playing it was just a show and like the band happened to be there as well Mm -hmm. just like watching and i had a friend was like oh look it's Uh, what was it?" he knew them it was before they were really big and so he walked over to talk to them and introduced me to them and i was like oh cool and then like two years later riot comes out Mm -hmm. it's like oh Fuck
0: yeah. Yeah. By the way, Riot, that's the only album that I ever listened to them. Start uh, to finish. Great album. For yeah. days. Mm-hmm. is a good album. Mm-hmm. That and their live album uh, is really good, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, for whatever reason, is not on Spotify, and that's a huge bummer, um, but uh, <coughs> yeah, live album is great.
1: Haley Williams got them pipes. She, she does. Stinks. Have you
0: ever seen her perform uh, My Hero by the Foo Fighters? Mm-mm. Um it's pretty great.
2: It's funny because I was just thinking about the Foo Fighters.
0: Yeah, I um I didn't want to put them on this list because I wouldn't really consider them alt rock and right. for a great reason uh they are in my opinion one of the very 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 last true rock and roll bands. Rock and roll, yes. Just straight up like fucking Americana hands down. Rock and yeah, roll. Mm-hmm. Americana rock and roll like um. I mean, they are... Uh, it, I mean, it's... I don't want to say it's sad or whatever, but it's... It is sad. It, it, it is what it's it is. It's like, like the
2: last of the mammoths. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, just straight up rock. Like, uh, And he said, like, a few years ago, he was on uh, one of the Tonight Shows. I don't know if it was Letterman or Jay Leno or um, Conan. But he was saying, like, where's the fucking rock music? Like, he just, like, yelled out, like like where is it and that's a great fucking question like mm-hmm. i mean there's you know all these bands and i mean it's, it's totally fine that there's bands creating you know genres and subgenres, you know within genres um you know because they're wanting to do something different but uh i mean it's totally it's awesome that the foo fighters really you know speaking of bands that haven't Deviated from their sound, they've always been true to that rock and roll sound. Yeah, I think Foo Fighters has the most
2: integrity out of oh, any for sure. musical group that is still currently in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more integrity than any other band. I actually got to see them play uh, they came here to Nashville for the Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace album, which was the Pretender.
0: Uh, was that when they played at Municipal Auditorium? It was. I was there. Um, I also took Ben, my brother, mm-hmm. to see them play. Uh, it wasn't this uh, this past October, but the one before that, twenty fifteen. Oh, yeah. To the Bridgestone Arena show when they, uh, I, f- it might have been when they after they released Sonic Highways. Hmm. Um, But, yeah. uh.
2: Oh, man. We were so close to the catwalk that Mm -hmm. that he you know walks down and solos on and he stops like right next to us and I'm like literally an arm length away from Dave Grohl and he's headbanging uh-huh. and he's headbanging so hard he's sweating so profusely and You're I get getting hit I get hit in the face <laughs> with Dave Grohl's headbanging sweat and I actually think I've told you this before I, I did not think so I, I, I didn't shower for like two weeks <laughs> it was one of those weird like you see it on TV like the guy gets kissed on the cheek by the pretty girl it's like I'll never wash it again Right. I genuinely hoped and prayed that I would absorb some special Skill from being hit with Dave Grohl's sweat, like, and I mean, hey, I can play guitar now, so Maybe something worked.
0: worked. Um, speaking of weird things like that, I um, do you guys ever listen to Circus Survive? Yes. Okay. Well, um, I uh, I saw Circa play at Exit in a few years back, and he always, always, always uh comes out of his tour bus after their shows um to sign autographs and stuff and of course you know i didn't have anything to sign i was just wearing like some plain tea I got <coughs> from like h&m and uh, i was like could you like sign the back of my shirt and he signs with like his traditional signature and like the band camp um symbol or whatever and uh i was like dude i'm never gonna fucking wash this shirt again and fast forward to last year when I saw them play at Cannery Um, lo and behold he's out there signing stuff again you know just talking to people and that's what I love about him is that he doesn't try and rush people along he's not like oh I gotta you know I gotta get to I gotta eat food and stuff like he he takes his time like talking to everyone because these people came out to see him play so he wants to make sure that you know they're appreciated um and so we were just talking and it's almost just like hanging out with Anthony Green. It was fucking amazing and I was like, I mean you obviously don't remember this uh since you know you meet thousands of people every year <clears throat> but you signed my shirt last year and I told you I wasn't gonna wash it and I did not wash it. This is the shirt that you signed last year I showed him his signature um on it he was like, yeah, that's my signature and I was like, yeah uh, like I said, I have not washed this. I I hung it up in my closet so it would not get ruined, and uh, and I wouldn't be inclined to wash it. So I just put it on again and wore it to the show. And mm-hmm. he was like, "That's awesome." And, I mean,
2: it's my show shirt. Yeah, I only wear shirt. it to see you. Yeah, <laughs> I have one of those for Inner Shikari. I got it at Warp Tour and got them all to sign it
0: yeah and uh, that's what i fucking love about warp tours all those bands do signings yeah like meet and greets yeah
2: i was shaking i was the first person in line oh
0: yeah i i i have horrible um starstruck uh whatever you want to call it uh, when it comes to you meeting get bands uh, yeah like i i can't think right like i act like oh like a 14 year old girl meeting justin bieber like i am ridiculous like i'm like. Like you're so amazing and i'm stupid and um so but that's that's always been one thing that i really liked about warp tours you know a chance to see all the bands that play so yeah what else we got we want to touch on anything else is
2: there anything you can think of Um, i don't have anything itching at my brain anymore I got most of them out. I mean, oh, we've
0: uh, we've covered a lot.
2: There was one band, um, when you started talking about hardcore, for me, my introduction to that kind of scene was a band called Our Last Night. Um, not, I don't think I've ever heard of them. They're, they were never huge. You know, they were never like a, a really big, prominent band. But they did put out several CDs, and their CDs are very consistent. They're all really good. Okay. The n- coolest thing about the band was that when they came out, the oldest member of the band was 17 years old. The youngest member, the Screamer, was 13. Jesus. And he's got this, like, you can tell on the first CD that, he, that he's young, but it makes no difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still has a lot of power in his vocals. The band is still working today, and they're their original songs that they put out are very reminiscent of their old school stuff, which I loved. They had the, they played the best breakdowns out of any band I'd ever listened to. That was, they were my favorite breakdowns, but what they also do now to kind of keep their name out there because they're not full-time band members Mm -hmm. uh, or musicians. They do other stuff. So what they do in the meantime is they do a lot of really inventive covers. Uh, and some of them are hardcore covers some of them aren't mm-hmm. but they do like their cover of Dark Horse by Katy Perry is fucking phenomenal it's how the song should have been originally and it's even got the rap in the center Excellent. but it's all screamed
0: <laughs> and these
2: guys have that perfect balance of s- singing and I'm gonna screaming. have to check them out very good um, and it's all the same band members from when it was when they started Okay, and it's just like 10 years later Cool. Yeah, the screamer and the lead singer slash guitarist are brothers, so okay. you can you can tell when you watch the old videos and you watch the new ones It's like out oh, there, they're all grown up together. Mm-hmm. Look at them; they're just doing so good. Yeah, just doing music for the fun of it. It's pretty cool. I like to see that.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's nice when bands either like you know they take some time off and reunite or like they have different members come out and then you know they have original members. You know, come back in. That's it's always cool. And then you know, when they pump out new music after that, and it kind of takes you back to you know the early days of the bands. That's that's always nice when it works out like that. Mm. So, well, uh, since uh, since it seems like we kind of run out of things to talk about, I mean, we could <laughs> we could blabber on for hours, you know, about this shit. But for the sake of our fans um, and listeners' uh, sanity will uh will burn out rather than fade away burn out
2: bright motherfucker yeah straight up gonna bust your speakers out bitch
0: yeah (laughs) go listen to some awesome alt rock from the (laughs) 2000s now hopefully we've inspired you to revisit some old bands i know that i'll I'll probably be listening to some of the shit tomorrow at work so oh yeah well uh Brooke and Dylan, it's been so nice having you on, um, and it's taken way too long to get you guys on the podcast. Well,
2: thank you for, for having us out and Absolutely. keeping your patience with us.
0: Yeah, oh, thank
2: you. Yeah. For, for fans who don't know, we live in Murfreesboro, and David lives in Hermitage, and we all work wonky schedules. So. Yeah,
0: and so do Andrew and Connor. So uh, in, in case you're wondering why they're not on the podcast sometimes, it's because if we were to all wait, to where the the four of our schedules would align it's like waiting for the stars to align mm-hmm. or to talk to a pretty girl it's only conventions yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah it literally went uh, at conventions like and maybe that's only three times we a year Schedule
2: it that way months in advance yeah
0: um so that's that's why it's taken 12 episodes to get um brooke and dylan on here that's also why connor and andrew uh, are not on every episode so I have to kind of have guests on and mm. um, in their stead. Um, but, but
2: hey, this has been really fun. Yeah, it was
0: I mean, yeah it was we are a lot definitely of fun. Yeah, I'm back. I'm very glad that you're able to make it, and I, I uh, honestly uh, couldn't think of anyone greater to t- chat about music with. Um, that's fellow, what that's what David musicians. and I's
2: conversations have always been about. Yeah, much. That's like our biggest uh, thing that we have in common is that we really are very passionate about. Very similar types of music, if not the same music. Yeah,
0: and when I talk to Andrew about music, it's almost like talking to a brick wall. Um, I mean,
2: he loves music. Andrew does love music, but
0: it's it's like Phantom of the Opera yeah, and Andrew Disney. Andrew likes
2: uh, Disney movies and show tunes. And... Yeah, he he, do,
0: he doesn't listen to like Blink One Eighty Two and Andrew doesn't know, listen Yellow Card
2: m- to music in a sense that he turns on the radio and hears bands he likes. Andrew listens to the music that is provided him through other media. Right. Which is totally okay because Andrew knows movie scores very Mm -hmm. well. He knows video game scores and that kind of thing. But Andrew doesn't like, you know, rock and roll. Andrew still loves Bon Jovi, which there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But Andrew likes Bon Jovi, you know. (laughs) So Andrew wouldn't have a difficult time talking about 2000 Rock.
0: Lemon on a pear. Lemon on a pear, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, like I said, thank and you Connor so much. Connor likes for... Nine Inch Nails. So... <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, Connor has a very strange taste in it. Eurobeat. Connor listens to a lot of Eurobeat. To, to say that Connor has a strange
0: fascination with anything is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Connor's just a fucking weird guy.
2: Connor collects people's eyeballs. <laughs> That's you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, him.
0: like, he had a place and uh, he was like, hey, come check out my new place. And this is the place in my new place where I keep people's eyeballs. Yeah,
2: this is the sex dungeon. No <laughs> sex. Just, just, know, a, dun- just a dungeon. <laughs> but we call it the sex dungeon. <laughs> you, just just for aesthetic purposes. It's more appealing than dungeon. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, like always, you can uh, check us out on our official website, uh, geekgaragepodcast.com. You can find... Um, all kinds of neat stuff. Like you can listen to our podcast episodes there. You can read about, uh, you know, blog posts that we've done. And, uh, you can also find all the social media links there. Um, or you can go to facebook.com slash geek garage podcast or find us on Twitter at geek garage pod. Um, we're on Instagram where sometimes we post silly photos and then all kinds of other shit. Also, um, if, uh, you happen to be listening, um, know that we now have a store so if you want to show your support uh monetarily you can go buy shit with our logo we have a brand new logo that i just did um it's kind of has like a back to the future and dirty dancing vibe to it at the same time it's like basically 80s retro feel um, Fantastic. <clears throat> have have you guys seen it yet i don't think i've seen mm-hmm. it okay well i'll it's show like a it to VHS you yeah feel. it's the it's it's um i'm pretty proud of it uh, the, how it turned out. So yeah. Uh, if you want to show your support by buying some of our stuff, that is an option. Like we have shirts and baseball tees and you can also buy like weird stuff like a tote bag and a coffee quality mug. shit too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's f- through the threadless site. It's geek Com. You can also find that link on our website. Um, but yeah i mean i've bought shirts from threadless before um and it's great quality stuff holds up in the wash great so yeah if you're willing or wanting to show your support that way know that that's an option uh so yeah um like i said thank you so much for tuning in to episode uh 12 and uh we will see you on the flippity flop bye everybody bye adios